Hello and welcome. Now we will listen to part two of the conclusion of season three, the ecstatic season. Without further ado, let's meet Elma Posel. Hello, Elma. How are you today? Hi, Sophie. Very good. Amazing that you're in New Zealand and I'm here and we're talking to each other just like instantly. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's possible. That's that's basically what's amazing about this whole thing. And um, it's almost been a year since uh, we graduated from the pre and perinatal psychology course that uh, I studied with you and Benny. And I find I'm... Um, very drawn, very inspired to share that course and its contents with the world. I wanted to start off with talking about why studying pre and perinatal psychology is relevant mm-hmm. um, to human psychology, not as a field necessarily, but as adults, when we grow up and we're like, oh, I'm going to see a psychologist, you know, and why is that pre and perinatal phase relevant and important? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that pre and perinatal phase important to psychology or mm-hmm. like our understanding? And yeah. um, I think um, I was thinking about that. I think that the so so when when there's when there's a kind of question in one's life about um, like patterns in relationship, I think. Um, it's very, I think, let me start, see if I can, I'm not quite there, let me just, I'm just getting up to speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, what the, it was interesting because you used the word study, and I think, why is it important to study humanistic psychology? And I think, for me, the word study is with pre and perinatal psychology is an inward journey as well as a, an outer journey. So, so there's understanding, you know, for me, it's really important if you're in the field of working with families and babies and mums and dads, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to have a, a widening appreciation, a deepening and widening appreciation of what might be going on with them what their experience might actually be and one of the things that's really happened in the last 15 25 30 years has been an understanding that the baby is having an experience Mm. and that's been coupled with an appreciation that how we are born has some kind of knock-on effect on on how we experience life or what what were choices we have um and so so for me to study pre and perinatal psychology the psychology of the time around birth before birth and around birth in the first thousand and one days um is is a kind of prerequisite or a really good way of getting an appreciation of what is going on for 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 people in that early life time Mm. and 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 what's one of the things that's really changed lately has been an appreciation that there might be people might be having traumatic experiences in that early period of life 
Mm. Um, and so there's a kind of move towards trauma-informed care in maternity and things like that. Now, some of that doesn't really appreciate the baby's experience so much. There's, there's a sense that it's important mm -hmm. and people are more recognizing, yes, that how, you know, this happened when the baby was born, whether they were separated or, you know, it's related to certain health implications later, that's increasing. Mm -hmm. um, um, but there is an appreciation more that the mother and the father might be having a diff might be having an experience uh, whereas that really really was ignored significantly as an important psychological factor so um th that's growing yeah. and then there's the studying of what one might have had as an experience oneself so when i and i don't think they're separable i think it's so if I'm looking into what people's experience of life is and has been when they're born, because you're dealing with maternity or you're dealing with therapy, mm -hmm. you're, I'm, oh, it's, it's, it, I think it's indivisible from my own appreciation of my own early experience. Mm. Because... Yeah. It's so physical and so nonverbal, but that's one. I mean, there's lots you could say about that. But it's so the so the study is an internal one. It's an inquiry into my own understanding of myself from that time. Yes, and you touched upon so many interesting things there. Because for me, having done the course, it was as much about my son's birth as it was about my own and everything we went through. And I touched upon it in my essay and it was quite surprising and, you know, um, quite a revealing process to me. And so I do believe that there's a lot to be gained from understanding that process, not only for healing your own, but for the incoming generation to, um, you know, not just validate their trauma and feelings, but also to do it better so that they don't experience trauma and to know that you can do it better or you can heal uh, any trauma that comes about. Um, before I did the course, it was always like, oh yeah, you get pregnant and you go into the hospital, it's horrible, you come out and then you just love the child and everything's great, but... yeah. There's a huge step missing there, and I think uh, that translates into often resentment in relationships, um, unspoken, unspoken feelings between parent and child that can be totally avoided, you know. And so it's important. That's sort of my been my experience with the course and my own life because it was timed quite well for me. Um, uh, could we discuss the structure of the course, please, for anyone that's listening? You know, there are many elements to this course, and mm. it's with different instructors that these elements are brought in. Why is that necessary? Is it that there are different stages to our development in those first 1,001 days? Uh, or what, you know, I was hoping you could touch upon that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the baseline of the course is is really to create conditions where where people feel 
and experience a profound sense of safety with others. Um, and that with an intention to allow a welcome healing of early experiences. Mm -hmm. And that is done in, you know, there are lots of different ways of doing therapy. And one of them is the key one we you've been using is, is the breath work and particularly the model that Binny's developed source process and breath work. Mm -hmm. And I have also had experiences of other mod modes, which have quite a lot to offer. You know, there's, um, the the work of um, Ray Castellino and the um, the Wombs Around model, uh, which Julia Duthie yeah. did with us, mm -hmm. and those it, they're they're versions, you know, of this of a very similar approach. And I think it's enriching to have a di different um, models because it gets you to think. It gets you to think. That's all, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. just, and also, I think it can add to a sense of safety because it shows that there's not just one way of doing it. Um, and, and although there's every, you know, we we could perfectly well and and do 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 breath work for three or four years and have a very profound and and uh, deepening experience. So it, yeah. there, there's there's lots of different ways of going about it. Um, and I think it's important to have theoretical material inputs like the polyvagal series is an emerging model and it's very important. It's, you know, how do we, how do people in all over the place understand our responses? You know, what are we, what are we understanding about ourselves? Um, and the thing about the polyvagal theory I really like is that Stephen Porges has in his work always addressed the 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 pre prenate you know or the premature baby his some of his earliest research was with premature babies so he's always had an awareness of what's been going on for very little people um, mm -hmm. and so the, the polyvagal theory is helpful in that regard I mean and and it's it's really a required reading at this point to know that stuff yeah I mean I I, I think when you said um, did you say creating uh, an environment of safety? That's yes. what just dropped as the truth for me. And I, in that moment, I realized that you you cannot feel safe. I didn't know what the course was about. It was like you know going scuba diving for the first time or whatever. You have this tank on; it's very uncomfortable. And but you've got to trust people, <laughs> and then you're gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be worthwhile, really. And I think that 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 environment of safety cannot be created unless the people creating that environment feel very safe themselves, have have um, healed this not only in themselves. And when I say this, I mean separation, anxiety, whatever it is in themselves, but also in many people. So the course definitely achieved that for everyone present, because I do know one of the members present was, I just saw this person from the start of the course to never wanting to sit in class to the end of the course, becoming so lovely and warm and opening up and realizing that there was, I mean, it was night and day. It was like, no, actually it was, I don't know. It was just so black and white, the change in her, <laughs> that I really, um, I really 
trusted the changes I was seeing within myself even more. You know, when you when you see that sort of thing come up, okay. Um, and I, I want to go into a bit more detail about one of the aspects of the course, and that is the womb surround, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like really bizarre to me that you're going to, there were like grown people in the room, you know, some 20 years older than me, maybe 10, younger than me. And you were about to take us back to what it was like when we were in the womb. Or in my case, I was a teenager. Can you? Just talk a bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so, so the um, the womb surround model comes from Ray Castellino, who who recently um, passed over. Um, Ray is one of the kind of was one of the sort of foremost pioneers of pre and perinatal psychology, um, and he developed this kind of way of working in a group, in a small group, which really it it models the idea of the group is that the group models psychological physical and spiritual safety so so it models a good womb yes it's an optimal experience the intention is for the people present to hold everybody who's part of the group to hold an optimal environment for a person who's working and for each other mm-hmm. so so you're so that so that when when you've and, and the way you do that is by intention and as you say by the teacher or the, the leader and enough of the assistants to know enough about their own story from very early life to be able to be present for the other people and one of the great things about that model is that it's it's um is that everybody present in the room is 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 really useful is everybody's responses and sensations are all part of this dynamic womb environment womb surround so if you um and so the principle if i go back to the setting of the safety the intention so the intention is to come together to see what wants to be what's ready to be worked with what's what's wanting to be healed from an early from early life you know what's what's there and and so the 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 principles his principles of confidentiality the 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 stop being anybody in the room being able to say stop i don't want to we have to just can we just or pause you know um the principle of self-care so you know i need to go to the loo i can't be present if i'm needing to go to the loo and i'm not going to be heroic and try and stay stay the course till we break um or i need to get something to eat or so there's responsibility for self-care um all there's a series of principles and those principles really help create an environment which for a lot of people is a contradiction of very early experiences they had so if um for example one had an experience of when one was very little 
that um, in Binny's language, they could do it to me anytime they wanted. There was a sense of um, overpowering, taking over of the, of the birth situation. Then what's wonderful is to be in a group where anybody can say, stop, I pause, I'm feeling overwhelmed now. This mm. is, and this isn't about, this pause isn't about abandoning the process or stopping the whole day for everybody, but it is about acknowledging that, that all of our presence matters. All of us um, is, is um, an unconditional positive, you know, there's unconditional positive regard is the Rogerian thing, but, you know, there's an intention to, there's a, one of the principles is the intention to um, be, be co-creative uh, and, and intend to be working together on, on a healing project. Um, so when you state a series of principles which are oriented to that level of safety and, and everybody agrees to it, and then there's the skill to be able to know what the difference is between a an emotion that's or a sensation in the body that's just a kind of regular thing and what's actually starting the body starts to speak mm. um then you then you've got a situation uh, where where all kinds of dynamics in relationship or cycles can start to emerge and and, th and that's very much the same with um the breath work the, the, particularly the warm water work, but breath work sessions is that you're creating a condition where there's safety for patterns, unhealed patterns to come up to the surface safely mm. to be released. That's in a way all you're doing, but that's of course an art, um, you know, so, so, so it's like patterns in relationship might be, and, and this is an example from my life, um, that when I get right to the end of the process, just like, you know, we're nearly there, nearly there, I start to think, oh, this is all terrible. Oh, God, this is really bad. Oh, this isn't working. This is really not working. I must be done something wrong. Yeah. And, and, and there's no fulsome completion. Mm -hmm. so, so, so it's like a kind of peak crunch. Right. crunch and that cycle has been with me since i was little mm. and i can identify in my birth story where that happened and whether it happened in my birth story and did it to me or somebody did it to me or whether i'm just making it up the point is it's actually very useful to mm. breathe into something which says it's okay the success is welcome your success in completion is welcome see it's very affirming of this completion being successful mm. and and that pattern then has an opportunity to rearrange itself and so then when i get to that kind of peak Mm -hmm. I can stay more present with myself and stay more present with, with you, with, with whoever I'm 
engaging in. Now, that's the sort of thing that the body knows and the body starts to speak when it knows it's safe. Mm. Starts to kind of, you know, I've been scratching my neck here a couple of times as I'm talking or sometimes I might, you know, oh, you know, start to touch my head. <laughs> There's the body when it feels safe or in the territory yeah. will start to kind of move in particular ways because it it speaks its own language and it knows that it's being listened to um and so that yeah. so that's why the womb surround environment or the breathwork environment is is um a safe space mm. it was just it was how um simple really the start of it all was because you know, you start by saying it's my turn. That's it. Yeah. And, and 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 it's it was allowed to emerge from people when it did. And those simple words, it's my turn. Um, it was shocking to me how emotional they were when spoken within a space that is so safe and intentional and obviously we'd been in the process for months before that this was towards yeah. the end or the last day i think i'm not sure the last second towards the end anyway yeah, yeah. The end. so we'd built up a lot of trust hmm. and um i just remember thinking wow there was just three words or even two words and so impactful you know just to say it is my turn and um Everyone in that room was part of uh, a you know society in the West where I would consider them to be quite privileged to have mm -hmm. had a lot of turns that you know growing right. growing up in India I saw people just would never even like that's not happening for them right I mean and they feel that injustice in their mm -hmm. lives so deeply that I would think that that is a big trauma but. But seeing people in a privileged society get so affected by it, it really moved me because this kind of work would is so is so simple yet so powerful. Like mm -hmm. it's just powerful because of its simplicity. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's my turn is is like um it's because sometimes people can't even say that. You know, sometimes it takes a while for anybody to even, you know, think that it's like, it, but, but it does. Um, yeah, it's my turn. It's, it's, so I'm saying it's an opportunity to explore and experiment with, I'm choosing to be in with my life, mm. I'm choosing to be here and I, and I'm, and I'm being seen by you as I choose it and I'm hearing you validate it. And I'm also, I might have to have a negotiation with somebody about that coming in. It might be somebody else's turn at the same time as me. Yeah, yeah. So that's also tricky, you know, that's, um, but that's fascinating of course, and helpful because sometimes we really did have negotiations with people as we came in, you know, we yeah. had to negotiate and navigate. The bit that I was, I wanted to say that there was curious, you said about India and I, I, sus I think, and th this is born a little bit out by Lloyd DeMau's, um, okay. the, the psychohistorian, his work, but I think that there is obviously there's the, there's the poverty, mm. 
mm-hmm. and and there's just appalling lack of privilege or <laughs> most some people just have beyond belief privilege and some people yeah. have but what's interesting is that Lloyd de Maus says that there's a kind of there are psycho classes where which cut across economics mm-hmm. so you can have situations where the parenting is 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 conscious and welcoming in both in 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 certain in, in different moneyed situations mm-hmm. um and um i find that really and 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 yet and you can also have it so that there's really good parenting in in wealthy situations and appallingly poor situations but you can have good parenting in them and so they and so you can also see that in certain privileged positions there's a kind of embedding of appalling parenting Mm. sending kids to school some mad separations all of that which you know sometimes you would wish (laughs) you would probably wish you were poorer (laughs) because because it's simpler and i remember that in south africa being described as you know uh, so some of the poorer black communities saying to saying to me well you know actually we have really great community and where it's working it's really great and i and i kind of know what that that means it's like in in and the the white west is is kind of fragmented in many respects so it's a it's it's a i think that the pre and perinatal psychology part it's obviously made worse by poverty and mm. yet the poverty in hospitals where where there's endless separation yeah. is pretty pretty poor yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. deeply, deeply po- poverty stricken and where and whereas an indigenous person might be having their baby at home in the field and coming back in afterwards and the baby you know there's there's a simplicity potentially so it's 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 in, i think it's interesting the way it cuts across the class and moneyed situations how people are treated mm yes that's a very very interesting point you make um because i think the need for authentic connection is almost always guaranteed when there isn't money involved sometimes yeah. i feel yeah. that yeah 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 if you're working based on need you're working based on instinct you're working based on okay this is happening and it's going to it's not going to happen if i'm not present <laughs> so i am going to be present and whereas you know when you're quite privileged and it's not always the case but the doctor what the doctor says and looks at your cervix and looks at your family history and decides no it's best for you to have a cesarean i did your sisters and your mothers and i'm going to do yours and it's just like wow um so yes i think it's the, it's the, it's whatever allows for an authentic create uh, connection um uh, irrespective but that really struck me because it's i think i'm very much affected by what i saw growing up it's very hard to understand why a family is on the street covered in dirt and you're sitting in an air conditioned car you just it doesn't you know but you know, it's beyond, beyond belief yeah yeah that pre and perinatal psychology yes of that period can help you navigate through like you said a lot of patterns you find yourself in now and that takes me to my next question really like how come 
these decisions we're making in the womb and in the nonverbal phase as sophisticated or unsophisticated as they might be, how come they linger on, their effects linger on into adulthood despite years of, you know, cherishing, loving by family yeah. or education, training, living and growing? I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you're just mm -hmm. like, I mean, this person has everything and why are they? Yeah, yeah. How come it lingers on like from that time, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just wonder. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, um, it's a good question, isn't it? I, mean, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the things I can say is that I, I'm astonished constantly as I do my own work, how, how like, oh my God, I'm 56. And I thought I knew about this 20 years ago. Yeah. And look, another major like discovery, like, like, wow, I was in my own way there. And, you know, I was totally like living out a pattern from very early life absolutely and and you know there it is bang and it kind of arises and you think oh my god you know that's that's very serious i missed missed that for all that time and i wish i'd known that 20 years you know so so it it is an extraordinary um gift because it's so um profoundly where we start and um I think I think one of the things I like to sort of uh, the way I hold these things is that it it doesn't matter what happened mm. when you're little, and it does. It's like it really until it does, mm. and so it, it's if you're and and this is borne out by the trauma therapy field. You know, it's like the trauma therapy field is like, well, if you're not being messed up by your early experience, by the trauma that might have happened or whatever, if you're not, if you're in choice and if you're choosing what you want to do with your life and then it, then, but it's when it starts to become an issue, then it matters. So then if my relationships, um, I always think of that Bob Dylan line, relationships have all been bad. <laughs> you know, it's like if if they've if there's always been some um problem or uh, yeah, yeah, or some cyclical mess up which which just appears to be like where is that coming from? Why why am I doing that? What is why am I so you know, why do why do why do I lose my temper at a certain point which makes it really difficult for people to be with me? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. What, what's that about? What's that about? You know, and so this pre and perinatal psychology is a is a place where those kinds of deep relational forms, mm. which we I, I, and and it and it's suggested that those are learned in our first breath or in our initial points of contact where where the, the 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 need to express and receive and give and receive love at the first moments of connection if they're interrupted then yeah. we were smart we made a decision about how to handle that at the time and survive it and so those decisions were very smart for for a a 3 hour old baby really yeah. 
brilliant brilliant yeah. and the thing is that they tend to, they, they, they can be quite physical yeah. those kinds of decisions and they're protective decisive okay that was really bad i didn't like that it must be my fault uh i'm just going to close right down well that was a good way to get through the first three or four hours or the first three days yeah but if i'm still carrying that around then then and and i think we do we tend we can tend to then then it can be incredibly liberating to 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 you know to release that to 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 say well okay and binny's as binny says you know it's all turned out all right you know you you did make it to 56 you know you yeah. made it you, know, you got there i hear yes yeah and 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 then okay then there's this pattern what do you want to choose you know what is there a choice because so many of these things like you're saying the the um it's my turn now it's my turn is is a choice and so many of the early experiences can have an experience of no choice mm-hmm. things were done things were done things were and so what's my uh, if i'm discovering a sense of choice then then you know then that's a great thing and and i think um the body will speak in the language that it's being listened to in and one of them is pre and perinatal psychology yeah now i just i just uh i just think it's so worthwhile for every human on the planet to revisit their birth um just because i think like you said we're extremely intelligent beings you know every decision hmm. we make in those first few hours first few days we we continue that pattern really so if a if a person grows up being quite aggressive and tough you know mm-hmm. people say oh you would make a great lawyer or you would make a great this and and if it fits you go off and do it and then later on you realize oh i just went with my first reaction to what i thought life was but had I reconsidered it, maybe there would have been another feather in my cap, maybe a shoe that fit better, a life that fit better, a partner that fit better. Um, but it's about this whole thing for me is about knowing that there it, there could be a better choice. There could be more awareness of how you got to where you are. And that gives you, gives you more confidence. You know, it gives you a more, uh, it gives you an opportunity to be compassionate with yourself. Uh, yeah. Vajrayana Buddhism talks about Maitri, which is complete and open uh, openness and friendliness and acceptance of self. To sit mm-hmm. with yourself, mm-hmm. to sit with the bits mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. know, you don't understand, and to completely mm-hmm. accept them completely gently accept them and i think for me pre and perinatal psychology allows you to do that to take the time out of your life to do that and um so yeah i'm i'm really happy i did it um i do have to say though sometimes i do wonder uh mckenzie my son uh, who you've seen in your clinic as well um he's just going through this phase where he's assaulting his parents I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of loving too. Like, he's mm-hmm. very cuddly. You know, he kisses and he he does mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but he hits a lot and i wonder if it was if it's connected to his birth and um instead of being fearful but what, what i'm trying to say is because of the course i think i think i shared with you during the course or towards the end of the course we both had a discussion non-verbal about his birth and i had a wonderful mm-hmm. um response yes. from him and when i was thinking this thought like i just shared that is he being this violent because of his birth automatically an answer came from within i don't know that oh it's okay you can just talk to him about it again just keep talking mm. to him about it and as long as you're there talking about it and you're there it doesn't really yes. matter you know whereas the i think the the fear based response would be oh my god oh my god he's he's screwed for the rest of his life and that whole uh thing we can go off spin off into and the story we can tell ourselves and the, it was automatic and that's when i knew that the <clears throat> course had really changed a lot mm. for me because mm. it was the response was automatic the response to fear was faith it was right there you know there was no yeah so, yeah i just thought- beautiful that that's a very that's very beautiful and 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 yeah that 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 i think that it you're you're holding an awareness then of of that there's something oh what to say just thank you and it's a it's a it's a lovely it's such a promising story it's such a great story because you're you're holding an awareness for me you're holding an awareness of 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 that there might have been there might be an experience that's wanting to express itself from that period of his life mm. holding the possibility yeah that might be so and you've worked to cre- you're working to create space in yourself so as you say you can be there and you can hold that possibility and listen for what might be said and i i think that the, the fundamental presence is what enables people to feel like they're not crazy because what's difficult is when those you know we call them aggressive or self-destructive or whatever patterns express themselves mm. and then we make them bad yeah then 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 it's crazy because a that happened to me and now they don't want to hear about what happened to me so that becomes very very difficult to resolve and 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 that will make you mad mm. and i think so so the holding awareness of the possibility is really big i think it's really big it's a big it's and a, to just um, realize that as a parent that's all there is to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's you can get into a lot of complicated um methods and Oh, I'm so devoted to my son I won't do anything else. You can do all of that or you can just realize that all you have to do is be fully present and uh, available for whatever comes, you know, yeah. with love yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's very simple but I just thought it, you know that came up sure. Me. Um Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, I don't I think this sort of takes me to my next question quite organically as well you know should we all be made aware of our first 1001 days at school do you think the world would be 
a happier, more peaceful place, a more accepting place. I kind of feel the answer is a resounding yes, but I want to know what you think, you know. I think um I think I think we're in a time where where the zeitgeist changes. So so things are moving. Things it used to be that we didn't think babies had or people had consciousness until they were two, you know, that they either children survived to two and then they became a person that you could take seriously or they died and they didn't, you know, this is I'm talking hundreds of years, but 50 years, you know, there was a lot of babies didn't make it to that age. So people didn't really take them seriously until they were, you know, until they were bigger. Um, we've gradually expanded that to contemplate, you know, that um, people might be having experiences as as little ones and babies and you know that the, the, those experiences could have an influence on their lives and i think that that increase in the pre and perinatal psychology holds the possibility that the infant is having an experience as they come into life that that's and that's the awareness we were just talking about in relationship to how we parent mm. so that and Ray Castellino always used to say, that thought is the big one. That thought that they might be having an experience is huge because it, it means that we have to think about how we welcome babies, how we treat families, mums, how mums are listened to in, in maternity, mm. midwifery, um, you know, all of that stuff surgical procedures support what is support all of that if you just acknowledge that possibility that there's infants having an experience it implies a lot of a lot of and also then a lot of stuff and also then because if you say that you're also saying ah now i was born i remember that i don't i don't remember it but somebody <laughs> i know i was born i was born back 50 whatever years ago something okay. happened i came into this world so that 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 um that is where I, that, so it's, it's like that's sort of where we're at and it, it sometimes feels like people i say people i'm because i've been in contact with the maternity and <clears throat> field and midwives and that the, the, there's a kind of a, there's there's a very practical acknowledgement of that in the midwifery field for example but there's also just just psychologically some people can be very, very intuitively excellent at it, but psychologically, there's there's not a kind of like an affinity to it. Mm. So it, it so it's a funny edge, um, and I think um, I think we're so so I think that's the place that the 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 the, the, the general um, consensus is exploring is, is and. And and I think it's also getting so that some of the surgical procedures are so traumatic and the protocols that are sort of built in have a traumatic outcome so often that people are really furious. People are getting really, really furious about it. And, you know, there's a series of charities around Britain which are saying, you know, um, 
all about birth trauma and they don't mean what happened to the child they mean what's happened to the parents what yeah. happened to the mother what the mother experienced why it was yeah. so terrible and they're rebelling against hospital pr protocols default protocols you yeah. know and, and that's and that's an awareness raising project you know that yeah. is that's a change that is really a change so do, do we all need to know about it in school do we need to be taught it I as i said before the beginning if we if we're engaging with being a coming parents i think it's a cool a very important thing to be aware of yeah. when we did the fathers to be project um you know the, one of the kind of basic statements of that was that the more aware a father is of his own how he was parented the more helpful he can be as a parent mm. it's, it's a very elementary thing so the more i know about how i was born the more useful i'll be when it comes to being a parent and um, for a mother to know how she was born is an immense gift um for her child mm. you know, before or after it's happened <laughs> it doesn't matter it's yeah. it's not linear time it's in another time hold um so yes, I think it's essential. I think it's a really important, I think it's an essential, essential piece of learning and, and with compassion, because I don't think you can insist on it. I think you can only make the invitation that this might be something to look at mm. because you're noticing, and you see it again and again with the, with the mums who had a disastrous first birth and then they they said well, hang on a minute <laughs> i don't want to do that again <laughs> and then they go and have another child and then it goes yeah. right it goes much more easily like binny's story you know it's absolutely it's like yeah. so then there's a place oh uh, hang on i need to understand what happened for me there what did happen you know yeah what, yeah. what was going on um so then pre and perinatal psychology is a, uh, but it's very experiential it's not it's not something you can learn no in words and books no. you can learn about it but it's essentially a knowing and a body thing and so that's pretty basic yeah well thank you so much for the course hopefully uh, a lot more people will be inspired by it thank you now that you've listened to Binny and elmer i have the great privilege to share with you my own experience after doing the 1001 days pre and perinatal psychology course. After the birth of my son, I had suffered from sepsis, a paralysis of my intestines and an E. coli infection. I lost a lot of blood and things turned pretty dark, pretty unexpectedly and quite quickly. However, my own self-awareness, my own spiritual strength, and with the support of my loving family, I was able to pull through and give him a loving and happy environment to spend his first few days. What I want to share with you is something nonverbal and magical that took place after I was advised to communicate with my baby following the course. It was in the bath. We tended to take a lot of baths together and I spoke to him about his birth. He was still a baby, so not speaking. And I just went with it. I spoke to him about what happened. 
He had skin to skin with his father. I spoke to him about why he was taken away, what happened to mummy, without really knowing what influence this would have on him. When I put him to bed that night, he seemed quieter. And the next morning, when he woke up, I went to his room and I found my baby smiling the most innocent, peaceful, beautiful smile one could expect off of one baby, off of one's baby. I took him into bed with me and we had a cuddle and he had his back turned to me and without really expecting much, I just lay down next to him and waited. And within a few moments, he had turned around this 14-month-old baby had turned around, given me the biggest smile, hugged me, and cuddled me, and kissed me, as if to say, Mom, I get it, or that I acknowledge you, I acknowledge what has happened between us. And I could feel a huge sense of relief within me. I felt the guilt lift. I felt the worry lift. I felt more appreciative of all the support that I had received and he had received and that we both had acknowledged that our journey together was sacred. It happened and we were on the other side smiling at each other. This might seem simplistic, but it was very, very significant for both of us and our journey as mother and baby. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope it introduced you to this idea of the influence that our first 1001 days has had on our lives and also left you feeling hopeful because you can revisit that time using the tools and techniques that these teachers put together over the last 40 years trying to develop a program that allows us to get to those decisions we made when we were nonverbal, not necessarily sophisticated decisions, but decisions that were influential nonetheless. This is your host, Serafina, leaving you with a little more love for life.